0: Welcome back to the last
1: episode of Amazon Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the largest and fastest growing channels in e-commerce and beyond, Amazon. Each day this week, we've been publishing an episode that discusses what you need to know about launching, scaling, and optimizing your brand's presence on Amazon. And with us for Amazon Week is Adam Weiler, who is the founder of Sunken Stone, which is a performance-based Amazon channel management agency that is a premier partner with over 10 years of experience helping e-commerce companies scale sustainable success selling on Amazon. So far this week, we've talked about setting up an Amazon store, the general landscape of Amazon's platform, pricing, the operational levers, how to use Amazon's advertising, how Amazon fits into an omnichannel e-commerce strategy. And today We're going to focus our conversation on the future of the Amazon platform. Here's the last installment of Amazon Week with Adam Weiler from Sunken Stone. Adam, welcome to the final episode of Amazon Week on the MarTech Podcast.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: We have covered a tremendous amount of ground and we've gone deep into some of the ways that brands should think about using Amazon, everything from the overall landscape all the way through where Amazon fits into your omni-channel strategy. Let's talk about what's next for Amazon. I've noticed that Amazon has more products. I've noticed a different mix of brands and companies are coming on Amazon. What do you see as the future? Who's going to be the winners of Amazon and what brands really need to focus on Amazon as a strategy?
2: I remember you asked me about the future and I was like, I don't know what the future is in store, but I see these trends and some of the notes I jotted down 6 million plus sellers, more Amazon brands, big boys coming, more ads, and your margin is my opportunity. So I don't know if any of those strike as where we should start first or just go off and check them off the list.
1: I think I get the your margin is my opportunity. And I feel like we've covered that a fair amount. So let me take a stab at that one. And you're saying, if I'm making a lot of margins and my product is relatively available, Other people are going to come in and resell it or make competitive products. So high margin businesses are going to see more competition because Amazon is evening the playing field for anybody to list and sell a product.
2: Yes. And if you've got a winning product at a high margin, Amazon might even move into that and start selling it themselves. And there will be more ad placements. You'll have to spend more to maintain those rankings. So anywhere where you're making money, Mr. Bezos sees that as an opportunity. And, and that's his quote, is your margin is my opportunity. And it's great for consumers and for brands. It's You have to keep staying on the cutting edge.
1: It's a really interesting problem where I want to be on Amazon because I can sell volume and because I can make a lot of money as a brand and move a lot of product and reach a whole audience. But I'm also giving Amazon the data of how my product is selling. And at some point you're poking the bear, like you are just waiting for Amazon to come in and they have access to the same manufacturers that you do. They can just make the same product and sell it for less.
2: Yeah, I think IP is going to be really important. If you're selling a generic product that can be found by everyone with an internet connection and an Alibaba website, I think differentiating with design and patents are going to be even more important going forward.
1: It seems like protecting your invention is something that's going to be harder and harder.
2: Take a look at Swiffer replacements. I don't think you find a lot of them because Swiffer has that IP locked down and they've defended that territory and they kind of own it. Look for barbecue claw or barbecue gloves. You'll see 10,000 of them.
1: Interesting. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at Mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. So you mentioned some other future of Amazon trends. We kind of touched on one that Amazon is manufacturing their own products. And tell me a little bit about how you see Amazon manufacturing their products. And you said the big boys are coming. What does that mean?
2: So up to now, large brands have been clueless about Amazon. They were used to Amazon from the traditional brick and mortar model, selling to Amazon and having them manage everything versus selling on Amazon. They are starting to wake up and realizing these little guys, guys like me, are able to outsell and outmaneuver big multinational brands. I've always said that if Procter and Gamble bought us or or hired us, we add a billion dollars to their top line. And it seems like they're starting to listen and realize that. And it's one thing for them to optimize their listings and get nice pictures, but they've got ad budgets that they don't care about return on ad spend their budgets are purely for branding. You know, if you're going up against the brand that doesn't care how much they spend, you can't win. So those big guys are coming. It's only gonna drive up advertising costs for the small to medium companies. So I think the play here, if you're a small to medium company, is niche down not Folgers coffee, but super premium keto paleo coffee and hit those spokes, get great influencers, get Instagram, get YouTube, keep adding those spokes. I think that's the only way to stay ahead because the big boys are coming.
1: It's interesting that there is a brand positioning exercise here that when the Procter and Gambles of the world start unleashing the hounds on Amazon from an advertising perspective, The brands that don't have recognition or some sort of unique product or feature, unique brand proposition, brands that don't have a unique brand proposition are just going to get washed away. You're going to have to be the Swiffer of the world where people are looking for the brand term, not a generic sweeping tool.
2: Mm -hmm. So if you look for moisturizer lotion, I'm in Seattle, it's dry now, it's cold I was looking for some lotion. Mm -hmm. If you look previously, you would see a few big name brands, but then a bunch of private label sellers selling lotion. And now you're starting to see the bigger players kind of start to take over those search results, even though they might not be the best product, but they have pretty much unlimited ad budget and they're in Walmarts and they're in targets and people know of them. So you can see that shift happening already.
1: So I have a thought here that we talked about how Amazon has access to the data that lets them know what products are popular and the big brands are coming to advertise their products. At what point does Amazon become competitive with the brands that are advertising on their platform? Like at what point does Amazon see that Procter and Gamble's products are selling well and they start creating their competitive products as well? When does the advertising model start competing with the e-commerce model?
2: Already, because I've got Amazon toilet paper in my bathroom that I'm sure they use data and analyze the best sellers and found that. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know where the line is. They're doing it currently. And it's their sandbox. If you don't want to play in it, you don't have to. Just go on your own website and let resellers sell your product and don't think about it but it is happening. They're using your data to find niches and go into. I think their criteria for something they're going to sell and source is bigger than your minimum. They need something mass market like staplers and trash bins and shredders.
1: Billion dollar businesses.
2: Exactly. They need millions of dollars per skew to justify them getting into it versus another brand, which might not need that much.
1: I got to ask you, totally off topic, and please don't go into too much detail. How's Amazon's toilet paper? It's
2: not bad.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, we're a little off topic. What are the other future trends of the Amazon platform and what e-commerce brands need to know? Big boys are coming. Amazon's making everybody's products. Advertising is taking over.
2: Yeah, more ads, more ad placement. I know these are kind of like chicken little sky is falling stuff, but on the other side, I want to say... We are still in the infancy of e-commerce. Or if you look at total commerce, what happens in stores versus what happens online, I think it's still 5% or single digits of all purchases are still e-commerce. So with all of the crazy stuff going on, we're going to look back 10 years from now and think that these are the glory days, just like I do 10 years ago thinking like, oh man, those were the glory days. I think there's still potential there i think if you've got a great brand in a niche with defensible ip or defensible branding or something unique about it you're going to be able to sell it on amazon profitably
1: my takeaway here is that amazon is so big and so powerful and it's so complex in the sense of you want to be on amazon because that's where people are buying but it opens you up to all of these different sources of competition where you're forced to be an advertiser on their platform, where your suppliers become your competitors, where you're giving data to somebody that can then manufacture a product that's competitive with yours. It's one of those where it's a necessary evil, but you're dancing with the devil a little bit. And I hear you where it sounds like this is Chicken Little saying, the sky is falling. And if it makes you feel better... It's nothing compared to the artificial intelligence podcast that we did, where we started talking about singularity and whether machines and computers were going to take over the world. So yes, Amazon might be the place that you buy all of your products from, but at least they're not going to wipe out our species, (laughs) I think. I hope not. Well put. Well, we've covered a ton of ground. There's lots for people in e-commerce to think about. And Adam, you've clearly come a long way since you were selling your HDMI cords when you started Sunken Stone. So I just want to thank you again for being our first repeat guest. I think Amazon is a fascinating topic. I appreciate you sticking with us through all of Amazon Week. And uh, I think that's a great place for us to say thank you and wrap up this episode of the MarTech Podcast and Amazon Week as a whole. If you'd like to learn more of Adam's strategies for selling on Amazon, you can click on the link to his bio in our show notes or visit his website, which is sunkenstone.com, S-U-N-K-E-N-S-T-O-N-E.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of each of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we built benjshap.com question where you could submit questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media as well. My personal handle is benjshap, that's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up for you over the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed on Monday morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.